Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Matt Mania, your one-stop shop for wrestling, hip-hop, and whatever's on our mind at the particular time. Coming to you live from DigiLab Studios, it's me, Mega Ran, and it's the Ivan to my Nikita Koloff, T-Call, what's up? Yo, 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 what up? T-Call of Dylan in the building. Yo, so it's been a... I honestly didn't think that the pay-per-view was that good, but we can talk about that. But the aftermath has been pretty dope. Like, yeah. last few shows have been really kind of lit. So, I mean, you should honestly think of it as like the pay-per-view was the end of the of last week. So this weekend, this week has been good for wrestling. It's I don't count Sunday as my first day of the week. So. Okay, all right, that's fair because it starts new usually right after a pay-per-view. Right. Um, so we can start with Raw. Which uh, I think started off on a good note But before we even get to that man I just gotta send out a special shout out Not in a good way To Walmart And let me just tell you why Walmart just cancelled my Super Nintendo Classic pre-order Damn And I knew that was gonna happen man So shame on you Walmart Why even accept like pre-orders And then cancel them later So they sent me this email Today that says Hi Thank you for your interest in the Super Nintendo Classic. As you are aware, this is a highly sought after console. Unfortunately, due to a technical glitch, the Super Nintendo Classic was mistakenly made available last Friday ahead of the official (laughs) release date. Regrettably, we will have to cancel this order. We know this is disappointing to you and we're sorry. Blah, blah, blah. It comes out September 29th. Please check the product page on Walmart for any updates. So Walmart, check this out. If y'all had a glitch and y'all put it up there early, then y'all need to honor that. I it's think not gotta, the customer's fault. You got to eat that. You got to eat that, man. Like, I knew it was going to happen. I absolutely knew it was going to happen. Because, again, you, you even tweeted about it. You said I said it. it. I was like, countdown to a cancellation because that happened to me with, at Toys R Us. Except it was worse. They waited till the day it was coming out. I got in the line. I drove like 30 miles first. Got in the line. And I was like six to the going into the door, and then I got an email. It was like, bling, 
your order has been canceled. And I'm like, yo, how are you going to do that? Right. Why are you in line waiting? So, so Walmart, yeah, Walmart you're going to get the jobber today. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't think I'm going to shop at Walmart. Not at least for a while now. I'm, I'm done for a second because that's, that's not cool. Why take orders? Like, you got to honor those. Back to Target. Yeah, I guess so. So if anybody out there finds any way to get the uh, Super Nintendo Classic, let me know. But beware of, of pre-orders because it's probably not going to happen. You know, it's one of those things. I got a bunch of texts that same day like, yo, you better pre-order it. Yo, yo, do it. And it was one of those seems too good to be true things. Other people were telling you that it went on sale early or something. Or did they know it was early? They knew it was early. Okay. And they were like, yo, get on there because people are getting it. And I was at Comic-Con when it happened. And, uh, and I went outside to get a, a place where I could get some, some like quiet and get a good signal. All to be denied. So thanks a lot. Walmart, thanks a lot. But anyway, Comic Con was dope. I want to uh, shout out everybody out there who um, had a good time. I was rolling with uh, the Radio Super Crew, uh, DJ DN3, Nick Norris. Shout out to them. So you know they they held me down. We had a, a great show out there. We celebrated our 10th anniversary. That was awesome. So shouts to everybody who came through. Um, they got a chance to interview the cast of the new Resident Evil movie. I don't know if you saw that Vendetta. Um, I think it was like a straight to like blu-ray joint but i didn't see it oh word so is these people doing voiceovers or actual no it's live actual action? live action okay. and um so they got to interview those folks but i wasn't able to make it to that one but uh but yeah I mean, we saw all kinds of like celebrities and folks shout out to the um hip-hop and comics panel that i always do had a great time with that mers was there uh mark seven from jurassic five and a lot of dope folks so yeah man comic-con was a success but i was so tired man i need i had to sleep a whole day after comic-con like it's exhausting I right like, so so tell the people about that panel that you were in at comic-con well the, oh the hip-hop and comics panel is dope man a guy named patrick reed puts it together we get to talk about uh you know the origins of hip-hop and comics and how they've come together throughout the years and he has like the earliest meetings with some of the stuff was like, you know, maybe like in a Spider-Man comic, they have a dude break dancing. And somebody's like, what's that? And then uh, moving from that to like actually creating hip hop comic books. I mean, like Kid Play had a comic and like uh, just all the comic books that were kind of not necessarily like hood centered, but just like had a hip hop perspective and how um, current comic writers like try to use their knowledge of hip hop and their love for hip hop in there. Uh, in their comics so it was a really dope informative panel nice. um i had a really good time with that um so yeah shout out to everybody who was there for that now we move forward i came home had a really late drive and then i was like yo teak come through we gotta watch battleground yeah we so had to be we prepared are. for this so it's like you know like any good job or you know we, we try to make sure that we do our job correctly so we made sure to go through and uh do the appropriate Research. Even though this pay per view was like work, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't easy to get through. Yo, it definitely was. But let me tell you, first, what's neither, up? Neither one of us caught the pre-show, but surprisingly, if you haven't heard the results, mm -mm. Aiden English beat Ty Dillinger. Really? Okay, so English got a win. That's what's up. So I guess that explained on SmackDown they did. And you know what? Wait, that's a SmackDown match. So, okay, so we'll get the SmackDown stuff later. But I think that the good part is we saw some story resolution from that with uh, Sami Zayn and all that stuff later. So anyway, we'll get to that. Let's talk about Battleground. 
first match off the bat, a total surprise. Best match on the card. New Day defeats the Usos. Three-time tag team champions. Teak, your thoughts? Man, it was a it was a great match. I mean, it was it was a great match. Depending on the rest of the pay per view, it still was a good match. It had a lot of like near falls. Mm-hmm. Um, Xavier Woods looked like he pulled out a new move. And, and yeah, I think like the, the near falls, there were a lot of parts where we were like, oh man, that's got to be the end of the match. And, and they kept going. So yeah, I thought a lot of great, good, they put on a good show. Great stuff happened. These dudes have like perfect chemistry, man. They work together so much. They know how to, they know how to work with each other. And it was great, man. And uh, a little bit of history was made, not just for New Day becoming uh, first guys to get Raw and SmackDown, Raw and Smackdown titles, tag titles, but also uh, a little personal history for Xavier Woods. It was the first time that he scored the winning pinfall in a championship match. He said that was the first time he himself has ever won a title okay. in the WWE. So that was dope. Awesome for him. Big shout out to Woods Xavier, for that. And Coffee is like the longest reigning tag title holder ever. Well, yeah, he's like <laughs> the most decorated tag champ ever. Like he's had he's I held every through, tag. I looked through the, the pictures, man. I shout out to Matthew from Botchamania because he's always got all those stats ready. He showed pictures of him winning a tag title with CM Punk with, like, all these R-Truth. different people. Our truth Like, <laughs> so many people. Like, uh, he was saying that, and that during their little uh, WWE.com interview, he was like, Woods was like, man, Kofi, you're the, you're like the most decorated African-American champ, like, ever. Like, you've held a belt more than any any black wrestler in history and and nobody really thinks about that until you think about it but yeah like no no black wrestler has ever held that many titles so right so shout out to Kofi, like you know the og of the squad they xavier always says that one day his goal is to get kofi a world title push like he said i want this dude to be a world champion one day because i think he's the best ever so Maybe. I don't know. But let's talk about somebody else real quick who is who just recently announced their retirement. Another decorated African-American uh, superstar by the name of Mark Henry. Sexual chocolate himself. <laughs> so we got to shout you out, Mark Henry. Um, the retirement, uh, you know, nice long career. Um, Thank you for the years of punishment. And he's done a lot of stuff, man. I love the the Hall of Pain that he was doing. Right. Uh, you know, with that gimmick where he went just just bad, where he was just beating people up. Um, he's been through a few gimmicks. The, you know, the sexual chocolate thing was was not my favorite, <laughs> but but it was entertaining. You know what I mean? Um, you know his time with the nation. Yeah, with the nation, and we we talk about, and this is something that we can uh, debate. But whenever people say, yo, there's never been a black world champion, I always be like, yo, what about Mark Henry? So, but then people say, nah, he held that WCW old belt. Right. He never held the WWE belt. So what's your response? Is, does Mark Henry count as a WWE world champion? Man, Mark Henry counts. Um, you, he got to count. WCW was absorbed by WWE. Mm-hmm. If they were having champs hold that title, no matter how many other titles that they had, it was still a world championship belt. That's like selling somebody that they that they weren't um, because of the universal title. That yeah. if you didn't hold the universal title, that it doesn't count when you were holding the, the WWE title. Right. You know? I agree. Uh, but people look at it like, oh, they, they brought that old belt in as a way to like kind of like keep people complacent. Like, look, you got a belt, but it's not our belt. You know what I mean? So... I don't really buy that. I'd be I think, happy to have a belt. 
Exactly. <laughs> like, you were the world champ, whether they called you the world champ, the WWE champ, whatever. I mean, got to give him props for having that. You think Booker T let somebody tell him that he wasn't a champ? <laughs> How many times he held that, that WCW world champ? Right. All right, so one other, well, that I call a surprise. It's probably the biggest surprise of the night on Battleground. Natalia defeats Charlotte, Becky, Tamina, and Lana for a shot at Naomi's belt at SummerSlam. Did you see this coming? I didn't, but it makes sense. And on the way here, I thought about why it makes sense. Why does it make sense? Because she's going to lose to Carmella. Hmm. We still got the money in the bank out there. Okay. So if they fight at SummerSlam, you have either Natalia beats Naomi and then Carmella comes out and beats her. Mm-hmm. Or you have Naomi beat Natalia, but Carmella Stills comes out and beats Naomi for the title. I feel like the women's title is going to change. Okay. So you think SummerSlam is the money in the bank when she cashes in? Yeah. Okay. I feel like the best they don't really have any. They don't really have much going on with the women. So I feel like what else is she going to do? I, I don't even think I've seen her. Ellsworth will be back at that time. Oh, yeah. So Ellsworth suspended. suspended. You know what's crazy is, like, uh, she hasn't even been in any matches, like, really. Like, right. she's just walking around holding the briefcase. So it's like, come on, Carmella, you should be involved. But then I think I think that's kind of what the problem they have with guys. Once they get the, the briefcase, it's like you can't put them in a world title match. So you got to put them somewhere else, you yeah. know? And because they're the women, waiting for that. There's no one else. There's nowhere else to put you because there's not enough women. Um, so last week I had a well, I guess it was a couple days ago, but technically last week I did a mini sode with my man Matt Kelly, who said that there should be a women's tag team division. What do you think? I brought that up last week on the on the we podcast. We did talk so. about that. Do you think it's time? We talked about like okay, we would watch an all women's show. Probably. Yeah, that was that was the continuation of me bringing up the tag belts. But I don't think that they the roster is not deep enough for it. Nah. And you can't, we, we can't extend the shows any longer than they are. I mean, you can make SmackDown an extra hour so it matches up with Raw, but nobody wants to watch even three hours of Raw. Nah. So unless the women did have their own show, that's the only way that I can see you giving more women belts out. Because yeah. the women's, the depth in the women's roster is not there for it to be split up on two shows. So they think so. they should all just be on one show. Like maybe they bring them all to Raw. Yeah, I think that that was actually talked about before when it was like, okay, well, if y'all get the cruiserweights, then all the women go on one show, and then y'all can get the cruiserweights on one show. That would be, I would actually make sense, but they would have to give women more matches. Like, you would need two or three matches per show. Right, which which means that's why they would have to be on the three-hour show then, or you would have to make, which, just put them, just put all the women on Raw, Mm -hmm. and then the cruiserweights already have their own show. That gets recorded after SmackDown, which makes SmackDown three hours. So Yeah, that's true. So they could just take off, stop changing the ropes to purple, take the cruiserweights, and just have them have do 205. I think the problem is with that is nobody watches 205. <laughs> that's why they keep putting them on Raw. Right, because <laughs> nobody wants to Because they're that. trying to get people to watch. They want them to say, like, oh, you like this? Well, we got a whole hour of it, you know, coming tomorrow. But yeah, but I think especially with this May Young Classic that we have going on, that if you were able to give the women more matches or even give them their own show on the WWE Network, that 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 would be an advantage to them. Mm-hmm. And then you could add more titles. Let me ask you this though: mm-hmm. Would you watch twelve? Would you, 
would you f- watch Women's 205 Live just for that? <laughs> like, if, if, if they if, put women on 205? No, if they had their own show like 205 Live on the WWE Network, right? Yeah. Would you watch that show to see the other belts? Like, if they only had the tag matches and stuff like that on okay. that network, yeah. would you watch that? You would still see women on Raw, but they would only focus on the women's heavyweight. Like singles match, yeah. Yeah, and the singles matches. But if you wanted to see other things that they were exploring with the I women tag it. matches and things like that, you would have to go. I think I would. I mean, as long as it wasn't like after Raw. Like, uh, they, after <laughs> Raw, it's just too late at night. So maybe like on a Wednesday or Thursday, like, yeah, I would watch that. Uh, maybe they'll think about it. All right, so when, uh, the main event of this is really the only other thing um, we're chatting about is Jinder Mahal defeats Randy Orton. Um, and he had a special guest helping him out, the great Kali. Um, did you expect Kali? I don't know if we talked about that, but I saw a tweet like maybe an hour before it happened. And I retweeted it. They were like, yo, please let Kali be under the ring. <laughs> and, uh, and I retweeted that because I was like, yeah, that would be cool. But honestly, I didn't. I didn't think about Great Kali appearing. So did no, you think I had that no. Happened? I had no idea that he was going to show up. I didn't think that the Great Kali was even in the physical condition to show up. You know, because yeah. being as big as he is, I know those type of people deal with a lot of physical type illnesses early. So, mm-hmm. and I saw other people that were saying that too. Like, wow, they were shocked that you know, not only did he walk down to the ring, that he climbed. He the did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it looked like he was in decent shape. You know, he came out. I mean, he was always a slow-moving dude. Right. But, like, he did his thing, um, and he definitely influenced the match. Like, so, like I said, there was one that happened. Uh, it was the big show in Undertaker's um, uh, Punjabi prison match where Kali and um, who's the other guy? Tiger Ali or somebody yeah. climb up the side of the cage. But at the same time, they're climbing up. Big Show and Undertaker go out of the cage on the other side. Like, they weren't even, like, it wasn't even involved. Like, it was kind of silly. So, I'm glad they didn't do something like that. Uh, overall, scale of 1 to 10, how was Battleground? Well, first off, let me say RIP to the same brother. <laughs> Man. Who uh, took that 15-foot fall. Dude took a crazy bump. I think that's become their thing. They're just I like the fall guys. It. And that table didn't have the the beanbag under it. No, it didn't. Like it when just, Shane McMahon collapsed. did the elbow drop through the table, or when he fell through the table, it had like this beanbag thing under it. That when the table broke away, like you could see it. Like that's what cushioned it. Mm-hmm. This didn't have it, so it was just a breakaway table, but it didn't have like wow any cushion under it. Duh. <laughs> yeah, these guys' signature. Yeah, their signature move is just to get thrown around. So that's kind of what happened. Uh, so anyway, man, on a scale of on one to ten, rated. Let's make it one to five. Is that a little easier for you? One. A one? Oh, like the worst? If, it, if it's one to ten, I was gonna give it like a two point five. <laughs> That's still pretty bad. It had one good match. Yeah. One yeah. one good match. And that was the first match. So I didn't see the Ty Dillinger match. Oh yeah. So, I didn't see that either. You know he could he could deal with losing because he's got more momentum than the other dude so <laughs> they needed to at least give him something and yeah Natalia nobody cares about her gimmick that's <laughs> why I feel like she's just a transition thing to lose but Natalia's kind of a heel too so that's why when you said her and Carmella 
like it won't be as exciting. Carmella has to take that belt from Naomi for people to care, in my opinion. I think if she, I don't think that uh, Natalia is over enough, and she's kind of a bad guy, you know what I mean? So it's like two bad guys. Don't well, that's work. why I said, or she could get it from Naomi, but after Naomi fights Natalia, like she's okay. still tired like, or hurt like from Natalia the match. beats her up, and then she comes. Okay, yeah. I what do you think that. about the Usos and the New Day um, feud continuing? Uh, um, uh, now that I think about it, the tag team division is kind of kind of light on SmackDown, so maybe that's why they're going to continue it. I think they need to have probably one more match, maybe a gimmick match. You know what I mean? Um, you know, something something crazy, maybe a ladder match, maybe a cage match, something for SummerSlam. Right, because after what they did on SmackDown, you see that the feud is still right. going. So maybe they, I don't know, street fight, I don't know, something. Or they do something crazy like, okay, the Usos get to pick a third partner. And then who would that be? You know, like something cool. I mean, we know that the Usos and the New Day had got great chemistry together. And then, like you said, the the tag division being light, which actually makes more sense of you saying that with some other stuff that's going on on SmackDown. Yeah, I think they're going to keep them together. And that makes sense. But I think they got to end it with like a big match like something crazy like yeah a, like a no dq no hose barred yeah like you said like a street fight or something something i can crazy. see the uso a, a penitentiary match <laughs> <laughs> give him a penitentiary match just in a cage but with a like a top on the cage or something <laughs> um anyway yeah let's what would a penitentiary match look like let's talk about that with y'all with y'all let me know what y'all think hit a, us up on twitter a cage match with barbed wire at the top of it yeah, we could do barbed wire. So the rules is not to climb out the cage. It's just a no DQ match in the cage. Uh, and then they have, like, snipers on the roof with guns. <laughs> and if you get out, then they shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the penitentiary match. The New Day come out in orange jumpsuits <laughs> or jumpsuit-related. Yo, that would be gear. dope. <laughs> All right, so moving on to Raw. The SmackDown brand, I think, honestly, I thought the show was great, so we're going to get to that. But Raw... I thought it was decent. It actually um, started off pretty good. We had, um, I feel like coming into SummerSlam, they got the most hype. Uh, Kurt Angle announced that we are going to get a Fatal 4-Way. We talked about that. So it's going to be Roar! Braun. Woo! Ah! Roman. Uh, What's the Joe's thing? Uh, We don't have one. (laughs) We don't have a thing. (laughs) And Brock. He don't have a thing either. All right. So those four going at it. Uh, who's your pick and why? Man. This is a hard one. It is hard. We talked about it before, and I feel like Joe should. Wait, what did I say before? Mm. I think I want Joe to win it. So yeah. that's who I want to win. I feel like him and Brock had a good feud. Yeah. I would like to see that continue if Brock, I mean, if Joe won it and then. It took Joe and Brock to Mania. That yeah. would be dope. But it's going to be Roman. <laughs> you know, I just feel like we just know what's going to happen. It's going to be Roman. I mean, I would love a swerve. But, but yeah, I mean, you got time. But on the big big pay-per-view, I figured they're going to go with the guys that people know. You know? Right. So, so unless you do something and you say Joe can win it, and then we have more stuff with all four of them leading to WrestleMania, like, oh, Joe won it. Now let's get a Joe Braun feud, mm-hmm. and then Braun gets the belt, and then Roman Reigns comes back, and then Reigns gets the belt. I mean, I feel like between those four guys, we could see the belt 
change hands a few times. They're doing it mm-hmm. with the U.S. title. Yeah. And I wouldn't be mad at it because with these four guys, I feel like either way you put these guys against each other, it'll be good matches. It will be. And, um, you know, I think the fans might be getting a little tired of, of Brock not being around. So if they take it off Brock and then have him return later, maybe like Survivor Series or something, and maybe get it back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He can use his claws or his um, yeah, he can his use, rematch bring back his rematch later. claws later. And, and I, I, I think Braun is gonna get it. I think Braun is the guy. And then you got Roman chasing, and then Brock can just come back at any time. Right um, then, Joe is Joe is like the odd man out, but he's the guy that you can just throw in there like you could plug him in Joe because now. because of Braun coming in and fighting Joe when he attacked Reigns mm-hmm. you could have Braun win it and then you can have Joe win a feud with him now yeah I could see that and I, I wouldn't be mad at that either way I'm just glad that they, they did the right match this four-way is the way to go I'm glad it wasn't just Roman walking in saying I get this match because I said so and then it's Roman and Brock yeah the build-up to it was <laughs> hype I don't know if they had this planned all along or if just like good match after good match was like you know what this will this will be the big match. But either nice. way, I think they they nailed it on the head. With I, that like one. It. I like it. I like it. What well, about um the Dean Seth stuff? Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted on. to talk about. That was the other notable thing that I got down for Raw. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose defeats the Miz and the Miz Taraj. Um, this was the main event. I didn't think it was going to be, you know, a great match, but I guess the main thing is the story. It's the story that behind these doing. guys is what they're pushing. So, what do you think, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose? Do you want them to stay as a tag team? Maybe go after the tag team titles. You want them to eventually, you know, turn on each other? Fight? Oh, man, they what could make think? it real juicy if they did that, though. But are they going to stretch it that long? It's ending with a Dean Hill turn. Do we I see? Hope so. Do we see a Dean Hill turn at SummerSlam? Or are we going to make these guys friends? And then have them do the whole Kevin Owens Jericho thing, win the titles. I think they turn. can lead it up because fans are gonna eat it up. Like they love them together. They're so, gonna eat up the Shield reunion yeah. stuff. So, but it, it'll take time. What they could do, and this is not what they will do, probably, <laughs> is they could take time, let Dean s- slowly start to trust him again. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then they they're buddy buddy, and they win. They might even win tag team titles. And then they lose them, and they have an argument, and then they split up, and then we get a match by WrestleMania, maybe. Oh, so you're you're, you're long long time. You're wanting to go the actual thing. buddy route. I'm I'm thinking of the the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt type thing, where mm. where Dean is like I'm just planning on stabbing him in the back to, the whole get time. Back where I gotta get to, or just to get you back. Yeah. You get them back. It's funny because they always WWE is all about short term memory. They never talk about the past. But they keep bringing up the past with this Seth and Dean stuff. They're like, remember, Seth turned on them. And even during the, uh, the the commentary, they're like, it was two years ago. You know, people were like, so what? They never forget, you know. And I don't know. Um, let us know what y'all think. Anybody watching there? If you think um, this S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion, two out of three of them will actually last. Or are we, are we counting down to a heel turn? I think it'll help both of them. Turn. It'll help both of them if they tag team together for a while and win the titles. It would help both of them if Dean turns heel and gives Seth something to do. Because both of them right now are stuck. So this Miz stuff Tough is with just, the Miz. <laughs> yeah, like the Miz stuff is, is annoying. So maybe what'll happen is Seth will this could lead to a breakup too. Like Seth gets a match with Miz and then wins and beats him for the Intercontinental title. And then Dean's like secretly kind of mad and jealous 
You know what I mean? Like you took that's my belt. I was supposed to get that from him. I don't know. I could see something like that happening. But friendships are made to be broken usually. So that's what I think they're gonna slowly lead into this friendship. What I haven't seen happen yet, which would let me think that it might stretch out longer, is that they haven't shown the tension really between them. Like they yeah. have, but they haven't. I'm talking about like in ring. Like there hasn't been a situation where it's like one of them have bumped into the other and caused them to accidentally do something in a match. Right, right. To make them be they like, oh man, that. you That's you're true. like you're you're fucking me over right now. Like they right. haven't had that happen That's yet. True. Which is the it WWE could happen is known in a to big do. match, though. You know, like one of them gets a, a shot at Miz. I think that's what's going to happen, and the other tries to help and then gets in the way and makes them lose by accident. Like, see, I knew I couldn't trust you, and blah. You know, yeah, I can see that happening. Either way, I think they both need it. Like, they both are like stuck badly. Both of their characters got nothing to do. So I'm all for it. People are only interested in them right now that this is going on. Yep, I didn't care about what Dean Ambrose was doing, and now he's main event in Raw. See, like it just it worked out. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back, talk SmackDown, and then we got a special, special guest, DJ Stude in the building. It's Matt Mania. I'll see you in a second. But wait, before I go to break, let me drop a quick commercial on you. If you like anime, which I do, I do also. Cool. <laughs> then you gotta sign up for Funimation now. And if you do sign up right now, you might know that you get, oh, you get a month free if you sign up. But if you use our code, which is Funimation.com slash Megaran, you will not only get your first month free. What else they get? The second month, you get $5 off. So it's now 99 cents for the second month. So if you're still thinking about it after that first free month, take a $1 month, watch all the Attack on Titan you, you want. And or, then, you know, if you're one of those people that forget to unsubscribe from things mm. before you get charged, <laughs> then your next month that you get charged is 99 cents. It's a and buck, that can yeah. be your reminder, like, oh, I need to <laughs> unsubscribe. Absolutely. So if you can, go to Funimation.com slash MegaRan. And when you check out, enter the code MegaRan. No spaces, no quotes, nothing like that. And you are good to go. Ladies and gentlemen. This concludes our commercial break. Bottles all gone. What you gonna do when that bottle's all gone? What you gonna do when that liquor wears off? What you gonna do when that liquor wears off? What you gonna do when that bottle's all gone? Who you gonna run to? Who you gonna call? Cause it's 
five in the morning. She was supposed to be home by four. Another bottle for ladies looking like models in the club, chasing ballers in hopes of hitting the lotto. But that meal ticket won't come cheap. She don't care the latest red bottoms on her feet. She get attention from the curves in her waistline. She don't waste time naked on the FaceTime. Look, when she be drinking Remy, she turning right into Kimmy. She know how to put her heart away, calling them little pennies. She a tender two girl that you know well. Leaving faded from the club to the hotel. We ain't judging. You so conditioned from that artificial love and then real just ain't in your budget. You gotta love it. Take a shot, girl. You ain't a thot girl unless you give it coochie for liquor. Then you a bop girl. Guaranteed by the end of the night, you either catching a flight or in the Uber by five. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when that bottle's all gone? What you gonna do when that bottle's all gone? What you gonna do when that liquor wears off? What you gonna do when that liquor wears off? What you gonna do when that bottle's all gone? Who you gonna run to? Who you gonna call? Cause it's five in the morning, she was supposed to be home by four. What you gonna do when that bottle's all gone? No more Hennessy, no more shots of Patron. Reality says, say, you gotta get home. Can't find your keys, got no wallet or your phone. Life's a bitch on some sober and shit. Get caught up in the moment till that moment's over and shit. Now you kneeled over and some older, overly sick. Hopefully it's over by six. You're supposed to be with hoes, drunk in the ditch. Your lifestyle lit. Whole lot of chips. That's a big crib with a whole lot of whips. That's a flop. Sky still chick with some nice fake tits. Only problem with a life like this is you wake up 45 with no wife and kids. You got credit card debts from your nights with fists. You barely get involved, but you frontin' like you rich. But what you gonna do? Man, what y'all gonna do, man? Y'all just frontin' out there, man. Y'all in debt. Dancing in debt. Do the debt dance. Yo, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mega Ran. It's T. Cole. And it's Matt Mania. We're back in the place. So we're going to talk about SmackDown, which I would describe as lit. Most of my friends were hitting me up, and they were like, yo, man, how was SmackDown? Yo, it was kind of fire. I I'm happy to front. hear that because SmackDown has been a letdown yeah, the past okay. couple of weeks so one thing when we, it was the A show. It was the letdown. Raw right now, I think, has had the momentum going into SummerSlam. But... SmackDown might have grabbed a little bit back. Now, we didn't talk about the U.S. title match that happened on, on Battleground. Right. I thought it was a good match. I could watch these dudes fight anytime. Honestly. Good match. Bogus finish. But weak finish. Weird result. I got titles I, moving around a lot. I'm I read always, things about that. It was like a botched finish. AJ, I felt like he was looking weird after the match. Yeah. Like they're saying, like, oh, his shoulder was up, but his shoulder wasn't up. Was he supposed to lose the match at oh, that moment? Like, was, was it a miscommunication between him and the ref? Like, Ooh, now that I did not know. Which would make sense if they hurried up and gave him the title back. On yeah, so fast forwarding, it comes back. But it comes back in style. Kevin Owens comes out, talks about being the champ again, getting great heat, of course. Says that this challenge is going to start next week. Nah, it doesn't. AJ comes out, says, nah, man, fight me right now. He says, nope. And then Chris Jericho comes back. That's right. No, why turn Chris Jericho was back. And I can't front. I'm marked out a little bit. Cause and it's only he only been out since May. But I was excited to see him but back. But he left injured. He yeah. came back. Jericho his, his hair is cut different. Haircut, you know, still amazing on the mic. He, he dropped all his catchphrases. He did his thing. He put him on the list. He told Kevin Owens to shut up, all that. <laughs> Um, it was awesome. And he said that, you know, he came for his rematch. 
So he wants his rematch. He never got his match. So this is why I brought up that Brock Lesnar thing, because now I feel like people not getting their immediate rematch might become a thing. Like, oh, I can cash this in later when I come back, you know? So uh, next thing you know, instantly, I'm going to just say, we'll get to it later. But I thought Jericho was a little rusty in this match, but that could be understandable. This is probably the slowest I've seen him move in a while. Like, I feel like he's been too busy being a rock star on stage for a while. Right. But instantly, Shane McMahon comes out, says, triple threat match main event. Bam. This is like WrestleMania SummerSlam type match. And we get it on SmackDown. Awesome. I'm all for it. Next thing you know, um, that match happens, and that match was really good. But before that... As they always do, they give you the rematch of the match that they messed up on on the pay-per-view. So Baron Corbin gets Shinsuke Nakamura again. Right. Uh, this match was a lot better. He tried that same like low blow move that he, that he, that he got away with. He tried it, but he didn't get it. Um, Kinshasa, bam, Shinsuke wins. Finally, I think it's good for Shinsuke to get a big convincing win on TV. And you'll see later on that that comes in handy. Next... Uh, we got some Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Lana Tamina. Not really a great match, but right. but what happened, I think, was the most important is that Tamina kind of starts looking at Lana like Lana cost her the match. She yeah, tagged herself they had, in. They had some bickering after the match. Had a little little bicker. All right. Jinder Mahal comes out says, I'm talking about SummerSlam plans. This is probably my favorite part of the show. Uh, he says, okay, great. Kali's not with me. Singh Brothers not with me. I crushed Randy Orton. I am the modern day Maharaja. Were you and let down that he didn't bring the great Kali out with him? I thought he would maybe come out with the whole squad, <laughs> like for like a good like picture moment in the ring. Uh-huh. That would have been dope. Um, but I understand. Now it's like I, I just used him for that one moment, and now I'm on my own. So next thing you know, John Cena's here. He comes out, tells him, man, look, you need to shut up. I'm, I'm going at you, and you're going to face Super Cena. He actually referred to himself yep. as Super Cena, and I thought that was funny. Next thing you know, we get an interruption, and it's Daniel Bryan, who I'm sure got a kick out of shooting down John Cena's dreams <laughs> and saying, nah, you don't get a match. You got to earn it. Next week, you will face Shinsuke Nakamura. So I got to say, I'm excited about that, the possibility. What do you think? Yeah, John Cena versus Shinsuke. That should be a dope match. Who wins? John Cena. <laughs> we talked about this off camera, but yeah, we would all love Shinsuke to win, but I just don't think that his buildup has been great yet. So I feel like it's obviously going to be Cena versus gender. United States versus foreigner again. Uh, Cena getting his 17th title. So he's winning it at SummerSlam. Yeah. Mm, all right. I think so. Check this out. This is something. This is something. A weird idea that I saw online. Mm-hmm. Great Kali versus gender. Mm. So nobody cares. India Kali. cares. Well, <laughs> you know what? India does and care. And the 1.3 billion people, <laughs> they care. Yeah, so people said that it seemed like after <laughs> Battleground, when they were going up the ramp, when Kali took the title from gender, oh, yeah. that Kali was confused. Like, like, he won the like, title. wait, I won, right? <laughs> <laughs> they so, should do that in like India only, like a one night only India match. So they said then you can get the gender versus versus Kali. All right, all right, I could, I'm down with that in India maybe. That would be cool. Oh, like like the Beast in the East. Yeah, yeah, like we do one special on the network in India and have. I would I would watch it. Uh, okay, so 
main event time. We got AJ Styles, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens. This is a, a great, amazing match. But the ending, and I also thought the ending was great, but um, it was like capitalizing off of Chris Jericho getting beat up, which was kind of <laughs> funny. But that's the way to win a triple threat. So Jericho takes a pop-up powerbomb, boom. Um, AJ runs in real quick, pulls him off, and then covers him basically, and was like, all right, cool. Now, AJ's champ again. So that leads back to your theory of, do you feel like they messed up somehow on the pay-per-view? Or like, what's the point of swapping the title two nights in a row? Yeah, especially like you, he won the title on the, on the house show. Then he lost it. Now he won it again. Um, yeah, I feel like it was. I feel like something wrong happened that they were trying to right a wrong. Might have been a mess up by giving there. them the by giving them the title back. It might have been a mess up. Um, a okay. couple things I wanted to talk to you about SmackDown though, when we yeah. mentioned during um, an earlier segment, was the tag division. So this is what I said that it had something to do with with SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So SmackDown's tag division not being the depth in their roster you got the Usos still going against the New Day because they attacked the New Day on Smackdown then the other thing is we still haven't found out who's been attacking um Breezango so why haven't we I heard that it was supposed to be American Alpha but then they decided to run this other way with American Alpha Uh, so now they don't have a tag they don't have a team to tell us who the team was yet. Oh, no. Okay. That actually makes sense. Like, right. maybe they just messed up and don't have a, a team now. Because we were supposed to find out on Battleground, and we didn't. And then Brizango wasn't even on SmackDown. Uh, so, after it said to be continued. So, why huh. why do that? Unless you're still trying to figure out what the angle is going to be. They must be trying to figure out. Maybe they're going to bring up another NXT team or something. At um maybe at SummerSlam or something. I would think so. Other thing that I heard is that it could be Luke Harper and um and Rowan getting back oh, together. Wow. Man, they've been off TV for the longest. Yeah, they have. So oh, I mean, forgot about those dudes. Them coming bring back, back Luke. That could be interesting. All right. So overall, I thought again SmackDown. I thought it was great. We had a good good show, and I'm looking forward to this happening. Um, next week, these, sh- these matches that they have, I think, are going to live up to some hype. And so I'm glad to see it. Yeah, I, I was- think Raw and SmackDown will be good next week, which would be great for, you know, weekly watchers and, our f- and for our podcast next week. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with our special guest. DJ Stu. Yeah, it's Hit Mad Machine. Mania. See you in a second. Yeah. Hey party people, it's Kate Murdoch here, and I want to talk to you about something real fresh, real new that myself and Megaran are doing now, and it involves you, the fans. Myself and Megaran just launched a Patreon, a monthly way for you all to subscribe to us and what we do for as little as one buck a month. You'll get free exclusive downloads, a guaranteed song a month, and if you pledge at the $10 level, you'll get a free project a month. Whether it be something we do together, whether it's something solo, a side project that I engineer or produce, it's guaranteed exclusive for you Patreon supporters. So, if you really like what we do, then this is the time to get down and join us. We are trying to bring back that Nintendo Fun Club vibe because this is essentially a fan club for the real fans. So, check it out. Patreon.com slash bits and rhymes. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash bits and runs and now back to your regularly scheduled program 
as I'm straight to the back of the club, no lines. And we gon' blow more lines. And I can see you by the look, you see me a couple of times. And she don't wanna dance with a player like me on the floor. And she don't wanna f with a player like me with my glasses on. Hold the eyes, glasses, glasses, kids. Beethoven, these rap symphonies, Mozart, how I chart the intricacies as I proceed. To give you what you need, I need your got mouse to feed. And I hope you ain't scared of heights, cause I vanilla ice, cheapskates off balconies. So get the money like alchemy. Go pull a check out your hat until a rabbit make it out to me. Cause I'm too lifted, I can't see shit. I need an optometrist to fill a script in my whole Yo, once again, we back in the building. It's Matt Mania. I'm Mega Ran. It's T Call. And we got a special guest, the player three on our six man tag squad. <laughs> it is DJ Stu. What's going on, bro? DJ Stu is in the building. What's going on, man? How y'all doing, Matt Mania? What's up with it? Uh, good, man. Glad sure, we could sure. have you on tonight. Heck yeah, man. I know we're trying to keep it clean. <laughs> I know it's a slightly different tone over here, so I'm, I'm going to do my best to. Uh, to keep it professional and cleanly. Right. Yeah, and ho- I think I, wholesome. I think I already dropped it. our F-bomb. We can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's up, man? First can, time on the show. What's I appreciate on? you coming through, man. So we usually talk about wrestling, but we also talk about hip-hop. We talk about music. We talk about whatever we're particularly nerding out on at the moment. So What you're geeking on today. Yeah, so real quick, um, you, you are, you're a DJ, you're a music lover. And um, so I just want to know what's, what you're getting into right now. Like, what's your thing? What's your what am, favorite what am thing I right now? Listening to or my favorite thing, just life. Your thing in life. This was the thing that you you were like, man, I'm excited about this. Like right now, right yeah. now. Um, I'm into finishing records right now. Nice. It's nice. nice to kind of somewhat kind of take the DJ hat a little bit off for the next. So I'm excited about. I kind of have a system, so I'm excited that I can just kind of go through and execute. I got my engineers lined up. I got my studio lined up. It's not necessarily autopilot because mixing and finishing every song is is always a a task. But oh yeah, that's that's what I'm into right now. Just banging out these. I got so much stuff sitting around, so I'm placing a bunch of records and knocking out a couple projects real quick. So new music, that, new that's what I'm coming. geeking on. But you got a routine of your workflow. I got a workflow now. Shout out my dude Trap. Um, Trap holds me down on the final mixes. We pretty much co-mix most of my stuff. I like to have that other ear. And then over here at Digi, next door on the other right, you're side. Starting, you're starting it off at the home studio. You started it out, bringing it to the to Digi To Digi, track vocals here. Go play with it one more time at my house. 
go back to traps. So it's basically like a four-step process. Nice. That's dope, It's man. dope. I, that's what I'm into right now. I'm a producer. I got my producer hat on today. So for, for artists who maybe don't do that, and you know, maybe just release a music, release a song, maybe they record, mix, master, and the release themselves all the same all day. All the same day, yeah. What is an advantage of running it through the four-step process? You get to hear different monitors, mm. different vibrations. Um, different frequencies are going to sound different in different rooms. And then even if it wasn't getting other ears on it, just hearing it in different rooms and on different monitors, I think is critical before you send it to mastering because, mm. for example, like these Dyn Audios over here have a super low cutoff, so you can clip on them real easily. But if you run a final test on your bottom end through these over here, if you're not too hot on those, you're definitely not going to be too hot anywhere else on your low. Mm. Okay. Also, I would think it's just like it's just a speaker thing, honestly. Since you're producing your records, oh yeah, and they're not MP3s. You're, you're, you can bring them here, and then when you take them back to the home studio, you can add and change things yes. as needed once you listen to it again. All my stuff is mm -hmm. tracked out. I produce my stuff with my hands, so there's not really any sample-based music. I can go EQ and tweak and change and mm -hmm. do whatever. So I'm, I, I don't really do stripped-down basic hip-hop anymore. And so for me, I feel like the type of records that I do, it requires a lot more work on the back end. Oh, yeah. Like, Weekend's producers are going to spend a lot more time doing his final mix than DJ Premier is going to do on an Evidence single. Yeah. Well, I'm also you know saying what I'm that, saying? you know, it's just the, a different type your of average, music. Your average hip-hop or MC who's rhyming over MP3 beats don't have that advantage to, to have anything touched yeah. extra on so, the So once they go in and record it, they're probably done. Yeah, and That's then they can mix the, the vocals. They can mix the vocals in an hour, and even even just vocals. Me and Trap are gonna spend at least two hours just EQing, mm -hmm. just EQing the vocals. Um, not even doing the levels, mm. just playing with the bands, trying to make everything so it sounds right. Like mixing is kind of like consume. I was just telling Fetty we're next door, helping him helping yeah. him mix one of his records he's working <laughs> on, and mixing like low key consumed like the last year of my life. So it was nice to get back into producer mode for probably like the last few months. I've been doing a lot of like just be by myself in the studio, actually making new beats and writing new songs and cooking. And it's felt really good That's to be sad. like, oh, yeah, I got a whole new batch of heat coming. <laughs> and um, I, need, I, I love it, man. I need I, to I hear some it. of that, sir. I, that, as soon as we get done, we okay. sliding over there and I got All a couple right. to show you. Nice. So, uh, so your, your new album is out now. Yes, sir. Uh, tell the folks about it and where to find it. Everywhere. Nah. Sex, drugs, and DJ stewed. All your digital platforms. Mm -hmm. You can go buy it. If you really if you really love me, go buy it on iTunes. Spend the mm -hmm. $9.99. Mm -hmm. um, but you can stream it anywhere. Spotify. Just search DJ Stewed. S-T-U-D-E. Stewed like dude. I'm honestly not hard to find. So can you tell our <laughs> listeners how you came up with the title of that project? I feel like it's kind of a spin-off. I mean, naturally, the, the whole rock and roll thing. And it was kind of just more like... I wanted to highlight on the ups and downs, the goods and the bads of like really living the rock star life mm. because it definitely like takes a toll on your body to like really be in the studio mm. and really be like for you on tour. Like it's yeah. not all fun and games and you don't even oh, really yeah. drink and shit and it still beats the hell out of you being on the road. So, oh, absolutely. Like, it's extremely wearing on, the, on the body and soul. It's yeah. very wearing on you, yeah. So that was kind of what I wanted to talk about. Like the title, I've been working on the project for two years and it was basically gonna be like my story up until this point. And I said, it's gonna be a balance of some funk, 
soul with still a hip hop bass and I wanted to still have that rock element though. So I feel like the Sex Drugs DJ Stu kind of makes people when they just hear it, it's gonna be jamming, it's gonna be organic rock-ish. Nice. Big drums, big snares, guitar on almost every song, you know. No hi-hat rolls. <laughs> All organic, you nice. know. So yeah, I, I was listening to it on the way back from Cali. Teak put it on, and I was I was like, man, I can roll to this. Like this is thank you some good music. So I like it. It felt great. Thank you. I appreciate that coming no doubt, from you because you got a hell of a catalog yourself. So. <laughs> thank you, man. No doubt. I I I'd give props when I when it's due, man. Thank you. So what are what are some of your influences coming up? I mean, you mentioned a lot of funk, a lot of folk, like funk um, soul, classic hip hop, right, jazz I'll try rock. To, I'll try to I'll try to give you a quick version. All right. Yeah. Just quick, a quick rundown. Yeah, quick rundown. Jazz, definitely later in like now I'm like a jazz snob almost status, but I was into like mainstream hip hop, West Coast gangster rap, then you know, like just traditional hip hop, not necessarily the super underground. Then I got to the point where I just wanted to study all the old stuff. The rock hymns, the gurus, the that. Then I went to college and it was like, oh, you have to listen to like Black Star Quality, Common, People Under the Stairs, you know, you go through that conscious music phase and then I even got more into the underground and the funk soul and then I kind of almost dove out of hip hop almost as far as what I listen to on a daily basis so so names, all over the place names wise yeah I had like a, a transition like names wise Curtis Mayfield Stevie Wonder Commodores DJ Quick um Outkast honestly was a big part me. And I hear all of that in, yeah. in your music, which okay, is dope. Okay, cool. That's cool. I, I want to oh. piggyback off that question yeah. and ask you, what's your earliest wrestling memory? Wrestling? Oh, well, because I mean, I was most a kid people... when the WWF and all that, all yeah. that Hulk so, Hogan stuff so was still you, going on. Who were you a fan of in your younger years? I was. If you were a I fan was, of wrestling, I was more up. into like Macho Man Savage than yeah, like sir. Hogan. I was kind of like a Hogan hater. Because um, Hogan wanted you to do good and eat your vitamins. Right. <laughs> and Macho Man no, was flexing. I was on, yeah, I was on that, <laughs> that savage wave. And then, like, when the when the whole, like, you know, like, when the WWE came around, I was still, like, shit, though, I want to say, oh, sorry, I want to say middle school at that stage in my, mm-hmm. in my career. So you had the whole Steve Austin and all the, like. Okay, all, yeah, the Attitude Era. Yeah, like that the Rock, era. Austin. The Rock, like, I like The Rock, man. He's funny. I feel like he definitely <laughs> kind of changed it to where, like, you have to be, like, a pretty boy, like, superstar. You can't just be, like, big. <laughs> right. I think he kind of, like, changed the dynamic because now you see all these dudes, they're, like, really not as mean looking as they necessarily once were. Oh, totally. It's, lo- it's like new, hip-hop. Them New Day dudes kind of look kind of mean, but, you know. <laughs> it's just like hip-hop now. Like, yeah. you, there is a lane for being a regular guy. And rap as well as wrestling. You don't have to be the biggest puffed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be that guy anymore. Exactly. And in rap either. You don't have to be the mean mugging dude. You like don't. the top guys it are totally changed. Are, it changed everything. Changed. And people people like that now because they're yeah. not scared. They're not intimidated. Like they I go I, to I, your meet and greets and like don't feel like your entourage might <laughs> might smack smack them around. Yeah, there is you know? <laughs> I I told somebody or somebody told me the other day, or maybe like a little while ago, that gangster rap is dead. Would you agree with that? I don't think so. I don't but think I, so either. I don't think so, especially not in Los me and Angeles. Stu just had a conversation about this. Look at Kendrick. On the way over. Kendrick's here. selling more records than Drake, and the people that are that are supporting him are more of the older gangster rap people. 
that have a that have a purchasing power. I think that's just mm. a West Coast thing. It, it is a West I mean, gangster rap is clearly can, just a West Coast thing. Well, no, not gangster rap is just a West Coast thing. I think Kendrick getting Kendrick's a support, support is, is the West Coast thing. Because like, there's 38 million people in California. No, not <laughs> that. You just said that West Coast <laughs> that gangster rap is a West Coast thing. What I'm saying is that people like Game, Corrupt, OGs, and Cali aren't yeah. respecting Kendrick off gang shit. It's no. just off music and West Coast stuff. It's a West yeah. Coast thing. You're right. That's what so I'm saying. So I guess you mean he he d- okay. he wasn't he didn't because bang. Kendrick is he definitely not a gangster rapper. No, <laughs> but he's a product of the gangster he, he rap era. Up, yeah. So no, you know you're right. He's, he's absolutely right. Clearly, it mentions that a lot. Gangster like rap is to. dead to a certain extent though, because you got people putting out really good music, like Game, like DJ Quick, like Problem. All three just happen to be Bloods from Compton. Um, you got Nipsey Hussle, who's a Crip from Compton. And you have these guys not selling nearly as many records as I would think that their music would indicate that they should. Because yeah. even even LA now likes that that Atlanta sound, likes that new turn-up sound. I mean, listen to Schoolboy Q's album. like It doesn't sound like LA, but right. it's dope. Yeah, so listen to Anderson's album. It sounds like LA, but it's not gangster rap at all. So I feel like people are intimidated, I guess, by the mean artists now. <laughs> there might be something to say about there that. There might be something about that. There really, there really yeah. might be something. I was just I was just saying I don't think gangster rap is dead. I feel like everything has its lane and everything comes, you know, full circle to something else. So YG's yeah. making money. I feel like so, I mean, we've we've been so accustomed to other things, whether you want to call it mumble rap, whether you want to call it, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. that we've been force fed on the radio or wherever you go to listen to music in the club, that once somebody comes out and does something different, is going to attract more because it's something different than what you were getting. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that like Kendrick I would say his first mainstream album, Good Kid, Mad City, was more gangster than his previous two. Oh, yeah. But then mm-hmm. he's went away from that. Yeah. But then you have people like West Side Gun and Conway, who in New York, hustler rap in New York is much, the equivalent of gangster rap. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. Well, no, but this is gangster rap. This isn't hustler rap. Yeah. They're they're more gangster than than slanging. But what I'm saying is that yeah. you have somebody like that in a place like New York which New York has been adapting other sounds and stepped away from what they were doing. Yeah. So when you're saying like, oh, they're digging the Atlanta sound or they're digging this, that's what New York was doing also. So mm-hmm. then when you have these guys step out the shadows and say, no, well, we're doing the street gangster stuff that Mob Deep mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. Locks was doing. Yeah. And everybody is loving that to yeah. the point that they got signed with Shady and they everything love it else they hadn't had because they haven't while. exactly it's something hey, that you haven't been getting cocaine, which is why cocaine rap ain't never went anywhere it's just I think there was people not doing it good enough and <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think honestly that's... for lack of better words I know this is a clean show but that's what them dudes do it, <laughs> yeah they talk about selling cocaine and there haven't been a lot of people that have really came out and talked about it. I mean, no, that's, that's, that's their lane. That's, that's yeah. what I don't agree because selling when you when I think of dudes rapping about selling cocaine, I'm thinking about Jeezy. I'm thinking but, of but they talk tea. about it. Though. These dudes are talking about shooting your mama crib up 50 times and then <laughs> that, hitting you with the rock bottom. These dudes ain't really talking about selling weight. That's not their thing. That's why I'm saying like 
gangster is more of what I'm gonna do to you. Yeah. That's why I think a prodigy, mob, D. Like tough guy rap. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Tough, tough guy. guy rap is not, a little different. Not, not hustling and slanging. That's what Jay-Z was doing early on. And Jay-Z it's, wasn't a tough guy in anybody's there's eyes. There's levels yeah. to it. So, there's I guess, levels to it. I guess I haven't listened rap. to him as much as you, but I like oh, no. I like that I'm music. That I like that, that they have that ghost of, face type flow. Yeah, And it's exactly. real tongue in cheek. And yeah. I like organic beats that are stripped down. I personally don't sample anymore. Right. But I like listening to it. Yeah. So, like, what I make as an artist isn't necessarily conducive to what I maybe listen to as a fan. For that's sure. why I do Chop yeah. Shop. I, that's and why I, I was play just more backpack type stuff. I don't like, play you know. just pop music, but I make pop music. Right. right but on. on my show, you but know, yeah, you I play, play stuff different. like that. And I love it. I love everything. You know what I'm just sick of? I'm sick of arpeggiated beats with hi hats with no actual chords and melody. Yeah, I'm just like my ears just are like they, they block it out. I right, always but it was say hot like, at one time, so that's why I was saying everything comes back around. I mean, it's like, still hot for well, hot everybody now, else, but, but, but he's just saying I, he's not a fan of it. My ears don't like it. Uh, like, I feel like even some of that much, stuff, dun, 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 when dun, 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 like I feel stop. like I heard a lot more mustard beats. A couple years ago than what I hear now, so I'm just saying. Well, like, everybody makes things. beats like mustard now too, as far as well, that yeah. 99 BPM, it's a, no hi hats. It's just definitely open, a sound real a wave that a lot of producers that aren't getting paid. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, Megaran, what about right. you? I gotta ask you one question though, because yeah. uh, you we about to slide into the other room. What kind of stuff are you on? What type of music you looking for? Because I know you very diverse. So man, yeah, I'm all over the question. place. I've been listening to. A lot of cool stuff, man. Newer, newer stuff. I always like try to try to get a, a hold of what the newer guys are doing. Uh, Vince Staples is like really impressive to me right now. Um, I'm loving the Kendrick record. I'm, you know, I'm loving new new age beats. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I don't want to be stuck Edgy. in the, you know, stuck in what I was doing for a long time yeah. with boom bap beats. So I'm stepping outside of that, you know, double timing a little more. And a little double time ain't going to kill nobody. You know what I mean? Having some fun with Hanging it. out Edgy. with Teak. Hanging out with Teak yeah. too much. Edgy, loud stuff. I always say he's my, he's my, you know, connection to what's, what's, what the younger kids are doing. He's right. like, man, I ain't younger. I'm like, yeah, well, but I'm just saying. It's still younger as far as what, newer, like newer guys he's yeah. more open to than yeah. I am a lot of times. Uh, it's funny that you say that because, like, I'm not, I don't fuck with, um, Vince Staples at all? No. <laughs> and I feel like that's one of the younger, one of the younger dude things. I see. I hear so many people giving him props and stuff, and then when I, mm. when I see him on interviews or like hear stuff, I'm like, there's there's nothing that catches me to be like, okay, like yeah. you're you're that dude. But There's I had the same thing with Joey man. Badass. Yeah, I had the same. Time. I, I, I had the same feelings about him. And it's like, not for everybody. There's I a lot of really Joey, good choices I, right now. I think there's so much good music out there right now. Um, I love what like Tuxedo is doing. Yeah, like for yeah, me, Anderson awesome. Pack. Like if you look at my my album is technically in the R and B section on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Like, and my likenesses, you know, you pick three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said Tuxedo, Anderson Pack, and Chromio. Mm. That's. And that's so, that's really what it's sounds sure like. You okay, say alternative hip hop. <laughs> what was your categories? R and B is the main one. The subcategory was, was funk. A, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a subgenre. You can't pick funk. Funk is technically R and B. Now funk uh, can yeah. technically be jazz if there's no vocals on it. Okay. So they have that you could go to jazz and you could click a subcategory of that. But as it I couldn't put it in the rap album. Like I I and I think and I, you, I, the way you're looking it, at me, you're like, yeah, that is. What I it sounds like. So I feel like I wasn't like, out of line for and saying that. Somebody it does on, have rappers on, on like every, every song. Yeah. It does have rappers on every song. So I feel like yeah. escaping from hip hop is not totally possible. 
but I do yes. feel like in the broader sound, it is it's, it's a little bit beyond that. So yeah. I agree. Okay, I got another question. Bringing it back into wrestling. Yes. So bring me back in wrestling. There's uh there's always one guy at the top who makes most of the decisions, and no no storyline, no champion is ever crowned without this person's okay on it with the pen or with the with the nod, and that's that's Vince McMahon usually. So is there a Vince McMahon? In hip hop, is there a Vince McMahon even even bringing it more locally to I Arizona hip hop? Is there a? Oh, is why there, you had to do me like are that? Are there a? Are there gatekeepers, so to speak, <laughs> or people who, if they if in, they okay it, it goes in Arizona? Uh, yeah, absolutely not. Okay, that's all, all right. I'll say. No, all right, that's, that's it. In the hip hop music world, the board of directors, CEO of Universal. In LA Reed. Yeah. Do you want real que- real answers or? No, no, no. That's actually good. That's well, you dodged good. one of the answers, so I can't. I said no. I can't. No, you said, said no. I, absolutely not. There is not one single person that will make or break you in the state of fucking Arizona. Their checkbooks ain't long enough. Mm. There's no one out here that can put you on unless you find some rich dude that likes your music that has nothing to do with music that just has a bigger checkbook. Mm. Nobody's going to do nothing for you. In, really, in any city, yeah, you gotta put yourself on, man. Not I, just Phoenix. I agree. That's always how I live my life. Because what if you know, if you go go out throughout life believing that man, all I gotta do is get this to this one DJ and this one guy, and I give him my CD, and once he loves it, we on. And then that guy gets your CD and says, "This is trash." <laughs> now, then It'd what? It'd be really awesome if it was still 2003. Yeah. <laughs> And maybe you know we could I mean? have a different conversation. Right, but yeah, but like it's not like that anymore. It's different, man. And this just same thing with wrestlers. These guys, they are guys all over the world that are continuing to put themselves they on. They could throw you over but, that wall. Yeah. No problem. And do a backflip off the roof. Yeah. And that have their character built <laughs> that are ready for TV, but but just be like, nah, I'm gonna do it on my terms. You know, there's guys like Kenny Omega over in Japan, there's there's Marty, all these guys, so many places that are like stars that know that they could go to the to the top but they're like you know what i'm gonna do it my way and i'm not gonna lose a piece of me on the way there so it's very possible in hip-hop and music in general and and wrestling so i say that to say to our listeners man keep the faith you know don't don't feel like you gotta wait for somebody to put you on like put yourself on put put yourself on and yeah. you are a, yeah, a like better example of that than anyone and me i mean i own two businesses i produce <laughs> i dj like Nobody is gonna do the work and show up to all the free gigs to get to the point where you can charge $150 an hour. Like, yeah. you gotta do that legwork on your own. That's the truth, man. What did you say, Stu? You rolled the dice on yourself? I said, yeah, don't be mad at me because I rolled the dice on myself. And yeah. a lot of people ain't, ain't got the balls to do it. And I said that about truth. the same. I said that about people like Cody Rhodes, you know, mm-hmm. leaving, leaving the top, leaving the, the, yeah. The top of the mountain where everybody's trying to get to. And he left it and said, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm, I can do better elsewhere. Yeah. And now like, he's became champions everywhere else. It's, and it's the easiest thing to say, but it's the hardest thing to do. Believe in yourself. Believe that you're good enough. It's hard. You it's know? Hard. It's so easy to scary. say it. It's scary. But it's hard to take it and say, yo, believe in yourself. And you're an educator. You're a teacher yeah. like me. Like, I teach swim lessons as my second business. And I love mm-hmm. it because I love teaching. 
And that's the same thing. You got to teach these kids to believe that they can. That they can. They're gonna this. swim when they, they hit the water. They can do this. It's not, not that just... hard. So I like I like empowering people, whether it be music or conversation or whatever. Like I'm all about energy, and so like if you ever see me and I'm not trying to like talk to anybody. It's because I'm in my own world. Like sometimes if I'm doing a gig, like, and I'm getting ready to go on, I'm not trying to talk to anybody that's gonna throw me out of my, out of my wave, off of my whatever particular vibe I have going, especially not when I'm working. And I think that's kind of, if you see me, I'm kind of quiet out and about now when it's like showtime and stuff. I'm not trying to talk to a lot of people and just kind of trying to switch up Right. Who I give my energy to, basically. That's but my, you know what? Just like home. you were saying, you know, about like believing in yourself. A lot of people are scared to lose that safety net when they're believing in themselves. So they can't fully believe in themselves because they can't they they don't want to quit their job because they don't want to quit in their job but give them the time to chase their dream, but then they're not getting that direct deposit every two weeks so you know yeah. it's like it will never be comfortable that, or easy it's yeah you know to bring it back easy. to wrestling you know people who wrestle in the wwe they got that pad when you throw them out the ring people in new japan they got that concrete everybody yeah. don't want to jump out to that concrete it's you know? different yeah <laughs> like it's different it's so easy that to say crazy but it's hard to like put it into practice though but believe in yourself dj Stu. thank you so much for thank being you, here man I love aka you guys. bill thank alfonso you. Yo, rap young, shit. young Alfonso, if you haven't Let, seen the Coach Stu jacket, uh-huh. go look on my Instagram. Oh, that's dope. Yo, <laughs> Stu, give them some links so they can find you, bro. At DJ Stude at Twitter and IG. Hit me up on either of those. And then, honestly, iTunes, Apple Music. My links are in all my bios. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really trying to push my businesses' websites here. We just trying to get you to go stream the music, check the album. If Mega Ran liked it, you probably gonna like it. It's and if you're cool. here in Arizona, then you most likely done ran into DJ Stu DJing for me, probably at one of these shows at these many stages that we didn't touched. Yes, sir. Too many. Right. We pulling a plug on touching every stage every other day. <laughs> oh yeah, man. People already asked me where I've been at. They was like, man, I ain't seen you on that many shows yet. Cause I just I stepped back. Fall back. Low. Hey, thank you guys. <laughs> Right, no it. doubt, man. So we're going to take us out. We're going to play one more jam. And uh, thank you for, of course, talking to us here at Matt Mania and joining at home during the conversation. We got a Facebook page now. So go and type in Matt Mania Podcast and uh, get us on Twitter at Matt Mania Podcast. Add us on uh, all those things and then give us all the stars on uh, iTunes. Give us a review. <laughs> and calm down and get excited. Okay. That's all you need to know. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, we are out of here. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next week. We're with Mega Ran, T-Call. Yeah. In those days, we were drawing money. We were making money. The company was making money. Jim Crockett had two private planes. We all bought new Mercedes. We bought five at one time at the Mercedes dealership there in Charlotte. Pull our Mercedes up to the uh, private aviation. Get out. Pull up to the steps of a private 10-seat jet. We'd fly to a Baltimore, Philadelphia, Richmond, Norfolk, wherever it was. Uh, plane had landed, the limousine sitting there. Jump in the limousine, jump in the limousine, jump in the limousine, jump in the limousine. Jet plane, long limousine. Jet plane, long limousine. Jet plane, long limousine, long, long limousine, long, long limousine. Jet Jet plane, long limousine. Jet plane, long limousine. Jet plane.
change. Long limousine, long, long limousine, long, long limousine. Star K got it locked, rappers can't see. Jay Crockett or Mr. T. Shivani. So tight on the mic, so tight on the beat. Country boys wild, keep it hot, text P. Ladies in the line, just as far as you can see. You can buy a fucking ticket, but your chick's in for free. But easy on that makeup, great kabuki. I can't have it coming off on these thousand dollar jeans. Gotta keep them clean, PG-13. And if your man's got a problem, bitch, I ain't scared to swing. Can start K blow, though, money ain't a thing. Rolex watch keeps these girls gawking. After party bottle service, can't stop me. Single mall, 84, Yamazaki. Million dollar dreams, Ted DiBiase. The toughest thing for us is that these paparazzi. Jet plane, long limousine. Jet plane, long limousine. Jet plane, long limousine. Long, long limousine. Long, long limousine. Jet, jet plane, long limousine. Jet plane, long limousine. Jet plane, long limousine. Long, long limousine. Long, long limousine. Jet. These Yankees wanna talk a lot of dumb shit. I think they're getting too high on the fun dip. They say they bang like a drum kit. Then pull out a 45 and you call that a gun shit. Where I'm from, that's what we shoot squirrels with. So run along back home and suck your girl's dick. You bench what I curl with. I'm not into that punk, I done been around the world, bitch. Jet plane, long limousine. Jet plane, long limousine. Jet plane, long limousine, long, long limousine, long, long limousine. Jet, jet plane, long limousine. Jet plane, long limousine. Jet plane, long limousine, long, long limousine, long, long limousine. Jet, jet plane, long limousine. A brawler like Lawler and they call me the king. The belt round my waist, watch it sparkle and gleam. When I walk by, bitches turn around like a king. Jump in the game. Big splash like Sting. Now Shivani on the mics like flare in the ring. Shivani in the club, shit, I run the damn thing. Screaming, I don't give a fucking get a switch sparking. Woo! Jet plane, long limousine. Jet plane, long limousine. Jet plane, long limousine. Long, long limousine. Long, long limousine. Jet, jet plane, long limousine. Nothing but them pretty ladies on the team. And they stop when I step on the scene like, damn. That motherfucker clean, bank road, fine clothes, pulling up in that drop top rose, custom made from my head to my toes. Plus I got a yacht with a stripper pole. I be on it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 